Episode 29 A Rainbow and a Blessing Genesis 9 verses 8 to 17 Noah was a real man. The flood really happened, and there really were only eight people who survived to repopulate the world and begin again. In this episode, we're going to venture into the post-flood world along with Noah and see how things started off. Verses 8 to 11 Then God said to Noah and his sons, Now I am making my agreement with you and your people who will live after you, and I also make it with every living thing that is with you. It is with the birds, the tame animals and the wild animals. It is with all that came out of the boat with you. I make my agreement with every living thing on earth. I make this agreement with you. I will never again destroy all living things by flood waters. A flood will never again destroy the earth. Back in Genesis 6 verse 18, we read this concerning the covenant with Noah. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall go into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. Then in Genesis chapter 8 verse 21, we read this. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. God said he would establish his covenant with Noah if Noah would be obedient to the directives, which were to get into the ark with his family and to leave the world behind. Noah did exactly that and consigned the world to its just fate. But God carried Noah through the flood and safely to the shores of Ararat, where he made his sacrificial offering and God accepted it. And now here in chapter 9, God confirms the covenant and Noah becomes the heir of the new world. He is just as much a father to all of us as Adam is because we all come from Adam and then through Noah. The seed of man continued through because of the obedience of one man. And even more, God made the covenant with all of the animal life with him as well. God's promise has and always will stand firm. The earth will never again be flooded as it was. How splendid and striking is a giant rainbow, or even a double rainbow on a summer afternoon. The angle between the ray of light coming in and the ray coming out of the drops causes different colours from different drops to reach your eye and form a circular rim of colour in the sky. A rainbow. Verses 12 to 17 And God said, I am making an agreement between me and you and every living creature that is with you. It will continue from now on. This is the sign. I am putting my rainbow in the clouds. It is the sign of the agreement between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth, a rainbow appears in the clouds. Then 
I will remember my agreement. It is between me and you and every living thing. Floodwaters will never again destroy all life on the earth. When the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it, and I will remember the agreement that continues forever. It is between me and every living thing on the earth. So God said to Noah, That rainbow is a sign. It is the sign of the agreement that I made with all living things on earth. The very fact that this statement is given here tells us without any doubt that there was never rainbows before the flood. It doesn't mean there wasn't rain before the flood, but that the sky, if there was rain, diffused light differently. In other words, all the way back in Genesis chapter 1, we read about the canopy over the earth, known as the rakia, which caused light to come into a man's eyes differently. No rainbow would have been produced. After the flood, when the canopy was gone, God knew that the result would be rainbows in the new blue sky of the post-flood era. And so he used this new display of wonder and beauty as a sign of the covenant he was confirming. If you think about it, this is why the covenant was given before the flood, but only confirmed after the flood. Can you just see how everything in the Bible is so perfectly ordered and so logically placed? Now, when we look into the sky and see terrifying storms coming our way, we have the reminder that it is only a temporary and local event, and the thicker the cloud, the more brightly the bow will shine in it. The great life lesson for us in the rainbow, then, is that when life's many troubles abound, God's encouragement and reliability abounds so much more. As the sun shines through the waters to produce a bow for our eyes, we are told to have the light of Christ shine through our souls to produce encouraged hope in our hearts. And the rumbling of the thunder which directs our eyes to the rainbow is like the call of the Holy Spirit to the dead soul which is looking for God and struggling to find him. Paul tells us the remedy for that dry condition. Awake, you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. The light of the rainbow for the physical man is like the light of Christ for the spiritual man. We can trust in both as gracious gifts from our wonderful and glorious Creator, thanking Him even now for the precious promises which proceed from his word. Hallelujah and Amen.